and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the design analysis podcast of the Enfender community. Uh, it's Kelso. Hello. Hi. And I'm Kyla. I'm Carl. And uh, Kyla, I think you have some very, very exciting yeah. news. Sorry for the, for the delay. I've had a few. Uh, I've had a few very busy weeks. Um, yeah, no, like big news. Uh, I've been watching this Elden Ring playthrough. No, uh, <laughs> actually, a number of big news is. Uh, the biggest is probably that I got my gecko. His name is Escher, and he's beautiful, and he sleeps like a derp, and I love him. Oh, he's so cute. He does. I was looking at the pictures of him asleep. Oh my god, he does sleep like a total derp. Oh, it's precious. It's lovely. Um, My favorite thing about that being that, like, uh, after the first two nights, he apparently found a sleeping spot. And by nights, I mean days, because he's nocturnal. So for him, night is, like, the day. But after the first two days, he found uh, a sleeping spot that he apparently likes, that he keeps going back to. And it's like right above the cow cave. It's it's on the the glass on the side that faces the couch. So it's like the perfect spot for me to watch him. That's great. Yeah, I so, I saw some of the pictures out. where he like he's like asleep with his entire back half half just kind of dangling. Yep. Is that is that how they <laughs> sleep or is he, I don't is, know. Is he a unique a unique little guy? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to like uh, I was planning to email the breeders anyway because I want to ask them a couple questions. Uh, so maybe I'll ask like, is this unique to this gecko or is that just how crested geckos sleep? Are they all derps? But yeah, he's he has slept so far. Um, he's had one night where he was clinging to. Um, I need to make a like an album of his sleeping poses with like names next to them so there's like the cliffhanger where he's just grabbing onto a branch with like his front limbs and then the rest of him is just hanging straight down into open air uh there was one where he found a a random piece of twine that i'm using to try and train the pothos uh upwards and decided to sleep leaning against that um so it looked like he was like had gotten himself tangled in it uh, there's one where he just slept uh, attached to the glass, like, straight downwards, like, head Snub down one too. <laughs> in a vertical line. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's really great. great. I, yes. Uh, we, we stan Escher here on this podcast. Escher we love, is... We love him. <laughs> fantastic. I love him so much. Well, that's very exciting. I'm I'm glad that your your quest has finally uh, reaped the reward of uh, a small little guy to live in uh, in your tank. Yes, he's very cute. Uh, my only <clears throat> so far, the only problem is that uh, our schedules do not really overlap at all. Like, if I want to see him wake up and move around, I pretty much have to stay up till, like, 11 or 11.30, which I'd normally go to bed around 9. So. That's fair. Um, and then he's asleep by the time I wake up. He's He goes to sleep, I think, probably, like, 5 a.m. or something like oh. that. Um, you, gotta, you gotta set up, like, a tank cam uh, so that, yeah. you can, that you can watch the feed, like, yeah. through your phone so or something. That's... 
that's uh that's one thing i think also like a when it starts to get winter time and the sun goes down earlier he might shift to just going to sleep earlier because i assume it's a circadian rhythm thing and also right now um because i've only had him like a week uh when you get a new reptile they recommend that you not touch or interact with it for at least the first two weeks if not like the first month just so they don't stress out while they're getting used to a new environment and stuff like that so i think uh once i'm in the stage where i can handle him i might start like handling him when i you know turn the tank light off around nine and just uh wake him up a little bit (laughs) i mean it's kind of in the same way that like Cats are nocturnal-ish, mm-hmm. but most, um, not all, but like most, you know, domestic cats kind of will adapt and, you know, Garth is, if not always awake, he's at least generally around throughout the day. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure you can kind of nudge his his sleep cycles uh, in a non-stressful way to something that's a little more interactive. That's my hope. Yeah. Um, but he's he's very cute. I did I did hold him a little bit at the reptile convention, which was also a lot of fun. I had intended to take a lot of pictures uh and, you know, share those. Uh, but it turns out I was like really on a mission <laughs> once I got there and uh I took almost no photos. <laughs> oh. There. I, all the all the photos on my phone are just of tables that had crested geckos, so I could like compare them as reference. <laughs> but did you, you know, I... uh, did you go there like with with a specific breeder in mind, or did you just like browse all the tables that you knew that had crested the... geckos? Yeah, I browsed all the tables. Um, I did end up meeting uh, a breeder there who was like. Um, uh, she she found she's local and she founded the like Facebook group about geckos that I belong to. So I like stopped and chatted with her for a while, but she didn't have uh, and none of her geckos were kind of like the the exact profile I was looking for. So I didn't end up buying from her. But yeah, I basically went through every every table that had crested geckos and took pictures of the ones that had like promising specimens. And at the very end, there were two that I was like, okay, I could see, um, you know, getting one of these, um, one of these, two, well, there were four, there were two breeders, there were two females at one of the breeders and two males at the other breeder. And I'm like, all right, let me see, it's going to be one of these four. And so I went to the first breeder and looked at them and I went to the second breeder and looked at them. And I'm like, okay, it's this one. And then I got Escher and he is a cutie. So what what I'm I've got all these like gecko related questions. I feel like I'm interviewing you. Uh, Absolutely. What, like, what was like the final criteria that was like I'm gonna go with this one? I mean, I had some pretty strong criteria for that like set of the last set of four that I picked, which was like age and coloration and um, you know, like the how they were raised and things like that. Um. But, like, the last, the decision between the last four was kind of just gut instinct. Uh, I picked, you know, the pattern that kind of jumped out at me most. Because uh, they're all in, like, you don't really get a strong sense of personality. You can't yeah. do, like, with a dog, like, call it and see if it comes. Because they're all in the, they're all in these tiny little deli cups. And they don't get, you know, 
they can't move around too much. Um, but uh, the one of the 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 breeder that I did end up getting it from had one of their geckos like out for people to like handle and to kind of show off. And the fact that they had one out and it's not a frog butt, meaning it hasn't lost its tail yet, uh, is a good sign for like the temperament of those geckos, right? It means that they handle them a lot and they are like confident that the gecko is not going to freak out being in public around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, that, you know, that was a good sign. Uh, they, they Obviously, they didn't have that particular gecko out uh, because he's a lot younger, but they did like allow him out and allow me to handle him a little bit before I bought him. So nice. I mean, I feel like even if I was uh, in a situation where I was being handled by a bunch of people, I would probably lose my metaphorical tail as well. So yeah. That gecko that they had on display was probably more chill than I am. Yeah, there was, and it's, uh, there were, I don't know, maybe like a dozen people at the show that had uh, crested geckos for sale. And of those, there were maybe three or four that had geckos out to handle. Mm. Um, So, you know, it was, uh, I don't know. Sounds like a good time. I I greatly enjoyed myself. Great. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you have you have gotten you have gotten the boy. Finally. The boy, the boy. So the boy. yes. I have named him Escher and I also call him MC or Mao occasionally. Did mm. you know MC Escher's full name is Maurich Cornelis Escher? <laughs> I did not know that. It's a great name. Incredible. But uh Escher uh obviously like well known for a lot of his like strange um architecture in his you know his impossible architecture in his uh images but also for his tessellations uh and a lot of his tessellation patterns involve lizards uh he has a few oh, very yeah. famous very famous lizard tessellations so that was part of the reason for the name thematically appropriate yeah nice uh, also, my sister got married, so I was like back on the East Coast for a week. Saw a yeah, bunch that's of the other thing. Saw a bunch of old friends. You know, it was a beautiful ceremony. I gave a toast at the reception. Uh, her new husband got COVID on the honeymoon. <laughs> you know. Oh no. Usual yeah. modern day things. Yeah, everybody's everybody's getting COVID again. Um. One of the attorneys that I work for got COVID again for the second time in six months. So that sucked for her uh, and for just, like, the office in general. But, yeah. But, yeah, so that's why it took a little while is um, if I was gone for a week. So, like, you know, I think the the first... Uh, weekend where I normally would have played it um we like left on that Saturday and then the next weekend where I would have played it I was still on the east coast (laughs) and then the weekend I came back was the weekend or the weekend after I was back was the weekend where I was getting the gecko (laughs) so like I've had a busy few weekends yeah no absolutely um yeah 
not a problem at all. <clears throat> Gecko and a family weddings, I would say, are uh, more important than <laughs> than podcast game generally. Uh-huh. Well, uh, that's just like your opinion, man. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. How about y'all? What have you been up to in the past few weeks? Obviously, nothing as exciting as getting a gecko, but I'm trying to remember if I've done anything like at all, um, and I want to say no, so that's fine. You've been <laughs> you've been playing Stray, or someone has been playing Stray. Uh, yeah, I started playing it. <clears throat> Ev um, got it. He's got the. It's like he's been a, a PS Plus subscriber for a long, long time, so he always gets. Like, you know, free games every month with that. And then I think now there's also like a PS Plus Plus that he is subscribed to. Um, so I don't know if Stray was a part of that or if it was part of the basing, but he got it and he played it and he got the platinum trophy. Um, and then and then promptly declared that he did not like the game at all. Oh no. <laughs> it's I I mean I get it. I played a little bit of it and I understand why he didn't like it. Um from what I've played, it's very much like it's very much like a an explore the environment and kind of soak in the atmosphere mm. with some with a little bit of mechanics and a little bit of I mean more than a little bit of mechanics, um, but like you know not super heavy on mechanics and not super heavy on like you know the the absolute narrative being presented to you like it, it's a lot more of a tone piece from what yeah. I have played. And that's not so much his his jam. The the tone piece kind of explorative, uh, you know, here's a cool environment for you to explore kind of thing. Um, he would likes to have it... goals. How would you compare it to something like Botanicula? Um, it's definitely more like structured. Like, it's more, st- I don't know, I feel like Botanicula and um, a-, a lot of the Amanita games, it's, a lot of it's like, click on things and things happen, um, and then you progress for some reason. It's it's a little more, like, adventure gamey than that, in terms of, like, I have to get a thing, and in order to get the thing, I have to do this other thing to make, you know, this door open. Um, but it's not adventure gamey in, like, the LucasArts game sense of you know, here's uh, several bizarre steps that I have to take to uh, get something to happen. (laughs) Like, it's a little more straightforward than that. Um, So that makes me think maybe more like Inside? I haven't played Inside, actually. Okay. So I can't can't speak to that. Um, We should, like, well, maybe we shouldn't play Inside. Inside is a fascinating game. Um... You know, I didn't play Limbo either. I played a little bit of Limbo, but I never I finished it. Limbo looks completely uninteresting to me, but Inside, I think, is like the better grown-up version of that. That's fair. I I mean, the reason I don't think I ever finished Limbo was because I played it and was like, well, this is fine, I guess. Yeah, because um, Limbo is like, has that sort of like, just trying to be edgy for edgy's sake feel to mm-hmm. it sometimes, where it's you know, like, ooh, like, small child in a dangerous world being, like, horribly murdered by giant spiders and whatever, right? Yeah. Um, But inside is... Not much spiders, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, spiders or saw blades or, like, 
whatever other like unnatural dangers face small children in the fantastical wilderness. Um, this one is a little bit more um, inside is a little more uh, consistent is not exactly the word I'm looking for. Focused, maybe. Um, and it's it's very like surreal and spooky, but without being sort of going over the top, you know, murder gore the way that Limbo does. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> I think my final thoughts from my, in, I guess, my initial impressions, I've only played, I've gotten to like sort of the first kind of hub area. Um, my, I, I called it when we were, when we were like in the, the pre-pod chat, I, I did refer to it as kind of the flavor of the week. And it is, that is ultimately kind of how I feel about it. I think it's been very hyped up as like, this is the game where you get to play as a cat in a world full of robots. Um, and that is very much like a capture the imagination sort of. Yeah, it's co uh, it's coasting, coasting on that premise alone. Yeah, I, I would not say that it's like, it, I've, I've enjoyed what I've played so far, but I don't think that it's anything particularly revolutionary, um, and nor do I really think it's going to have a whole lot of staying power. Um, insofar as like the the overall cultural consciousness not like how i don't know like untitled goose game people were memeing it for a long time it felt like and now the goose has kind of become a symbol um <laughs> as a result of untitled goose game i don't think it's going to have that kind of impact um yeah. even though goose game itself was also a little bit of a flavor yeah. of the week game also fairly short-lived at least in terms of the game itself yeah, but I I do feel like the goose has kind of uh reached a, a, a the level of being a symbol um that that cat will probably not. But you do get to do things like if you see a a vertical surface or a horizontal surface that a cat might be likely to scratch on, you do have the option to scratch on it. And you do have a dedicated meow button um which are both very very important features. So Yep. Yeah. You have that in uh, a good life as well. <laughs> True. Just saying. Yeah. Now, I've been looking into uh, Stray, and the only thing I could, like, say about it is it looked like a game where you play as a cat. <laughs> that was the only thing I could find. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, and, and, I mean, I know it's been, like, I... <laughs> I had a YouTube video playing the other night on the main TV while I was like in the kitchen making dinner and I heard the music from the game start playing and I was like, wait, what's going on? And I went out to the living room and there was just a YouTube ad for the game, which I feel like I don't very often see YouTube ads for like Annapurna published yeah, that's, games. <laughs> that's that's so, fair. That was surprising to me. It seems like it's being pushed pretty hard, which isn't a bad thing. You know, it's always good that... When a when you know a probably relatively small team indie game is getting you know a marketing budget, um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Is it's it's the right el combination of elements to sort of capture the imagination, um, and not much else. Yeah. It's it looks beautiful as well. So yeah, the trailer something. the trailer did look like fairly beautiful. So yeah, and you know. Sometimes you do want to be a cat in a world full of robots. Like, yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. In a in a very very like I I it's 
I feel like I'm ragging on the game a little too much here. Um, Ev's like negativity has kind of rubbed, <laughs> off, on <laughs> like, you? rubbed off on me. I don't actually think it's a bad game. Um, I, 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 I don't want to understate just how gorgeous it actually is. Um, so yeah, that's fine. Like I'm, I, if you put me in a cool environment and just say, look, go look around, I'm going to do it and I'm going to have a good time. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's really all I need. Um, so there you go. No. How about um, you, Carl? Anything? I've uh... been uh, shunking through a lot of games. Oh yeah. So I played. Uh, I played Neon White. I played. An Ender Lilies, and I played Unsighted, as That's well as the game, game we're playing. Uh, and I... they have all been amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've I have I've only I've heard of all three of them, but the only one I've seen gameplay from was Neon White, uh, and it it looked like very rad and also a game I would not be very good at. Yeah, same. I've heard a lot of good like I've heard a lot of people say good things about it though. It is a game where the gameplay is so good, good enough that the rest of the game can be as bad as it is. <laughs> I, I so I have heard that it's like the 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 core gameplay is supposed to feel like you're speed running. Is that like the point? Yeah. Okay. It's the point. Okay. That's interesting. I don't know that I've ever played a game that is uh you know deliberately designed to be like here is a game about doing it fast except for like Sonic. And Sonic isn't really the same kind of thing as speed running. Yeah, it does it does seem like it's um from from the the gameplay I saw, it looked like it was um a lot of it was about like planning a route through the level. Like the levels seem like they're fairly short and you like dis figure out like which way to go through the level so that it takes 45 seconds instead of 60 seconds or something like that and then you just have to like execute the platforming of that particular path. Yeah. It's uh, essentially a racing game without checkpoints. Mm. Interesting. In first person. Yeah, with first person platforming, which, like, again, like, I'm sure, and, and first person shooting as well. Like, I, I, maybe I would get used to it, but it strikes me as, like, I, even if it didn't make me nauseous, I probably would be pretty bad at it. Yeah, it seems like. I can I can shoot and I can platform, but I don't know if I can do both at the same time at a high speed. Um, <laughs> so, um, and then yeah. Ender Ender Lilies and what was the other one? Unsighted. Unsighted. And Unsighted was one of the most interesting games I've played because it was so good at conveying like a feeling of despair. Because the whole like. I don't want to say gimmick because it sounds bad, but um, yeah, the gimmick of the game is that every NPC and yourself has a time limit before they die. And okay, you can yeah. like... I've heard about this. You can like give them stuff to make them live longer, but you can also use that to like upgrade your stuff. Hmm. Huh. Okay. There's always this like constant pressure to survive <laughs> survive and like your your shop can die 
Oh no! <laughs> is this is this the one? Some I was I forget who was telling me about this, but is this the one where you like there is a sort of uh, accessibility option that you can turn that feature off if it's like too high pressure? It is. Yeah. Okay. I would not recommend it just because it's like how cool it is. Yeah. But I can totally that. understand it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I kind of like having you know knowing very little about it. I kind of like feel that way. Like it seems like this is very much the experience the game is going for, and like it's meant to be played with it. But also, I don't know if I could handle that kind of pressure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I have heard a I have I've heard a lot. So Ender Lilies is like a. A Metroidvania type game, right? I think I've seen, I think I've yeah. seen some footage of that. It looks really, really gorgeous. Yeah, I'm looking at screenshots right now. It looks like it's like very pretty. Yeah, it does a lot of Hollow Knight, like copies copies a lot of Hollow Knight stuff. But gotcha. that's not bad because Hollow Knight's great. Yeah, everyone I know who's played Hollow Knight has said that Hollow Knight's excellent. Maybe I should play Hollow Knight at some point, but... Yeah, that's kind of... Uh, if I ever revive my streaming, I might do, a, like, modern games that everybody says I should play that I haven't played. And uh, Hollow Knight would definitely be on there. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it does look like it has that kind of, like, dark gothic sort of appeal, but a little bit more anime style. Yeah. Ender Lily's Quietus of the Nights. Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, that's cool. It's good that you've been uh, experiencing such a variety of things. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I guess I did remember one thing that I did. Um, a couple weekends ago, I got a bug up my ass that I really wanted to play some Nancy Drew games. So yeah. I bought I bought like three Nancy Drew games um during the Steam Summer Sale. Um I don't know, maybe that was before the last episode that we recorded. I don't remember. Time is strange. Um in in the present day. Um uh, so I bought um the Secret at Shadow Ranch because I saw a horse game and I knew I had to play the horse game. Yeah. Um, and that's the only one that I've finished so far. Um and then I also got the White Wolf of Icicle Creek because I've heard that that one's good and then I got the uh, now I can't remember the name of it. The, it's one of the more modern ones where they're... I think she's in Norway and there's like a, a boat. Oh, this yeah. Boat they, game. The boat game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they played that one on, um, on they, Mostly Walking. They did that walking. on Mostly Walking, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's like this like Misty Shores or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So that's that's kind of my ongoing project now is playing through some... I'm, I'm a little ways into Icicle Creek. I finished Shadow Ranch um, and it was... It was silly, um, but I had to get a horse game in there and, uh, you know, honor my past self um, as a former horse girl. So there's that. <laughs> it's really striking how much better the Nancy Drew games are than, like, the Frogwares Sherlock Holmes games are. Because um, the Frogwares games, boy howdy, are they not great. Um, but the Nancy Drew games are just so consistently what they are every single time that it's like, I can't even be mad at this. They've got their formula down and it's great. It's not Danger on Deception Island, is it? Mm. No, that looks like a different one. 
No, let me let me go into my Steam Ship library. Of shadows. Uh, Nancy Drew. Sea of Darkness. Yeah. Okay. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Nancy Drew games. Yeah, Maybe this will be like my thing now. Is <laughs> Nancy Drew games? Yes. Go through all the. 33, I think. God, there's so many of Once. them. Yeah, 33. Midnight in Salem is the 33rd, and Sea of Darkness is the 32nd. Mm -hmm. And then, so before that, if you want to just go backwards, and so the games get steadily worse as you go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't, that's the reason that I started with um, Shadow Range is because it's the earliest of the three that I bought. Yeah. Um. So I at least wanted to get some of that. It's, I mean, it's not even like that. The, as far as I can tell, like, the way the gameplay works is exactly the same. It's just not quite as pretty. Um, and the UI is uh, a little rougher, but, you know, otherwise it it's the same, like, here's a pre-rendered environment. Here's yeah. some people. Uh, talk to them. You know, here's a puzzle. Do the puzzle. Yep. So. Uh, the, the previous two before Sea of Darkness were apparently Labyrinth of Lies and the Shattered Medallion. Uh, they've got good names. <laughs> they've they got do very, have good names. Very Nancy Drew sort of names. Yeah, I need to get back into Icicle Creek. I got as far as like I have ar arrived at my destination, which is like a a snowy like winter ski lodge area, and it's the middle of the night, and there's just been a big explosion. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a sucker for this kind of goofy stuff. Like, here you are in the middle of nowhere. Solve the mystery, please. Yep. Okay. Because that's you. That's who you are. Yeah. I remember that um, uh, Sea of Darkness had some tension between Nancy Drew and her boyfriend about the fact that she just wants to solve mysteries all the time. I get it. I feel I feel her boyfriend's frustration, um, whatever yeah. his name is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forget. I don't know. I still think about the um, the notorious jump scare in what was the uh uh yeah the the now I can't remember shadow the at shadow. the water's edge shadow that, at the water's edge yeah that's the one. Yeah. God, that's still one of the best mostly walking clips. It really is. Um. Yeah, I remember watching that. I think while it was live and. Like yep. we we all got scared. Everyone was scared in that moment. Yep. Um, it was so beautiful. Everyone was scared at a slightly different time delay. That's my yeah. favorite thing. If you watch the GIF, you can see uh, Sean Plot reacts like half a second to a second before the other two react because they're on a delayed feed from him. <laughs> oh. It's so good. You just don't expect that from Nancy Drew games. I guess there, I guess a few of them are pretty spooky. They have like curated lists on Steam, um, as well of like here's like a a package of Nancy Drew games that have similar theming, and one of them is like the horror games one. And Shadow at the Water's Edge is definitely in there, um, <laughs> a along with I don't know some Haunted Mansion one. And I mean that's also the one where you can get killed by a robot cat in one of the bad endings. <laughs> Oh god, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see if I can if I can find some of these um these curated Nancy Drew lists. 
Oh, I don't want to do this now. This isn't going to make for good podcast. <laughs> yeah, but... like, later you can <laughs> put it on the put it on the Twitter thread yeah. for the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. I feel like I feel like this has been a good amount of killing time. Um. It's been quite a while of killing time. Not that we haven't had catching up to do, but um... yeah. Well, listen, the gecko news was important. So. Gecko news was super important. Yeah, absolutely. I hope we have um m- more. I hope we have Gecko Watch twenty twenty two continuing on, uh, through the rest of the year with updates yeah. about the boy, about little Escher, little Esh, little Mal. MC, little boy. Yep. Yeah. I also i i did i do uh also in uh deference to the the original plan name that I came up with before I actually met the gecko. Uh, I am also planning to occasionally call him Potato. That's fair. I think... Here's here's the thing about having a reptile pet. You don't have to be consistent about which name you use for them, because they're not going to recognize their name anyway. The name is for you, not them. That's true. That's definitely true. (laughs) Yeah. Alrighty. Um... Should we talk about this game? Yeah, let's talk about this game. Yeah. Uh, did we say who's going to intro it? I can if we didn't talk about we, it. We didn't, but okay, uh, go for it. I can do it. Yeah, we played um, After Party, which was uh, made by uh, Night School Games, the same developer of Oxenfree. Um, yes, by the people part? who brought you Oxenfree. Um, it was published by also Night School Studio. So self-published. Yeah, okay. That's what I was thinking. I I was typing it in. I'm sure you could hear me frantically typing, um, just to make sure. Quite rare. Yeah, it's pretty unusual. Um, and especially like, I mean, I guess you know, uh, Oxenfree was pretty successful. So maybe from that they can be, uh, you know, well known enough to do self-publishing. But uh, was Oxenfree also published by them? Let's see. Uh, developer composer. It does not list a publisher on Oxenfree, so yeah. I'm gonna assume probably also self-published. Yeah, must have been interesting. Uh, but yeah, tell us a little bit about After Party. Uh, After Party is a game about two recent college graduates who um are surprised to find out that they have died, and there is a god, and they are in hell. Um. And so in a desperate bid to um, get back to the land of the living, they undertake the quest to uh, outdrink Satan, which I guess is sort of the loophole. If you outdrink Satan, then he lets you go back to being alive. Um, and hijinks ensue as well as, uh, you know, deep tests of friendship and self-reflection, I yeah. guess. There's not as yeah. much self-reflection as I think I would have liked. Um, yeah. We, we can get into it, but... Yeah. yeah. It, it feels kind of like if you took Oxenfree and you replaced all of the, like, spooky surrealism uh, with, and, with, like, dark humor, basically. And, and pithy snark. Yeah, and pithy snark. Which I mean, there's a little bit of pithy snark in Oxenfree as well. There's a lot yeah. of it. Um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I I guess the thing is that I feel like the pithy snark in Oxenfree feels like this is just how teenagers are, whereas the pithy snark in After Party feels like a, a pastiche of human interactions. Yeah, um, yeah. It feels like it's more the the humor tone of the game that yeah. they're going for rather than just like a thing about the characters. And it's uh, it's it, almost it, difficult to say like how intentional that is because you know the 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 core premise is that these two characters have died and gone to hell um and they one of the characters even points it out towards the end is like we weren't good people we weren't good at being people and you know how much of the this annoyingly snarky dialogue is just reflective of you know these aren't good people that you're playing as they're kind of slightly assholes yeah um, and how much of it is just trying to go for that that specific type of tone? And I don't I don't know. I want to try to yeah. give the game the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah. That, yeah, it's just illustrative of how they're not good people. But yeah, but... the thing is, like, I don't I don't think it was like necessarily a, a bad game. But the thing is, like, the thing I liked most about Oxenfree was the spooky surrealism. So without the spooky surrealism, it feels like, oh, there, there's a little less left here than I thought there was. Yeah, I, I guess I was hoping for, and I don't know, I guess I'll, I'll get the spoiler out of the way right away. Um, in the end, when you're going to outdrink Satan, um, there's all this talk about a conspiracy against him throughout the game, and it turns out that the conspiracy against him is actually his um his siblings who you know fell from heaven with him when he rebelled against god um are all very worried about him and his party boy lifestyle so they stage an intervention um so it 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 gets a little bit into like oh we're subverting the premise here but it really felt like too little too late to kind of get into those like kind of heavier realer themes um yeah 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 which... i think that is what I really liked, because what I really liked about Oxenfree was the dialogue mm-hmm. and their conversation, and that is still pretty solid. I'm maybe not at the same level, for me at least, no, I'm after body, but there was lacking some sort of like seriousness or some kind of like meta. To some extent. Yeah, the the interactions in Oxenfree felt very human and very naturalistic, whereas I feel like everything in After Party just felt like a script. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It yeah, it has a, this sort of like almost sitcommy, slight, slight sort of air where it's like, oh, you know, help. Um, you know, like help Asphodel or whatever his name is, Asmodeus, uh, get back together with his ex-wife because they broke up because he's partying too hard and she's like a go-getter businesswoman. Like you know, which is it's fine, but it it plays like a sitcom plot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other 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 things. Um. God, I had a point and I lost it. Um, I can I can find it again, but um, maybe not immediately. Um, 
Yeah. So I guess we can kind of talk about the the okay, plot let's, beats. Let's go through the beats. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you wake up. The tutorial is kind of interesting. They present it as like a graduation party. But it's like you can tell something's off right to begin with because like the banner says, you know, uh, graduation year of whatever this is. Mm -hmm. Or whatever year this is, something like that. Yeah. Um, There's a great moment where you talk to the DJ as well. Um, and you ask the DJ to change the song, and he says, "Oh, well, they only gave they only gave me one song to play as the DJ." And you're like, "What?" And he said, "Oh, I'll change the song right after this one." Um, you know, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, like a, some, a weird little thing there. Some meta humor, you know, about there's a there's a few places throughout the game where they do some meta humor about the fact that it's a game. Mm -hmm. Um. And then it turns out it was just a bunch of. Uh, demons trying to get in some like early psychological torture on you and so like that area acts as the tutorial where they teach you about the drinking mechanic mm -hmm. uh the mechanic is that uh if you're holding a drink uh and you get a dialogue tree or you know set of dialogue options uh you can uh take a drink of the drink you're holding in order to get an additional dialogue option uh but the tone of that dialogue option is based on what you've been drinking. So, like, some drinks will make you more aggressive, some drinks will make you flirty, some drinks will make you, like, talk in sports lingo, things like that. Um, I love how, just as an aside, I love how specific the effects are. Like, I'm trying yeah. to think, there's, there's rich asshole, there's evil genius, one of them is just called pirate. Um, yeah. Uh... One of them is just called Cheese Ball, which I think was one of my favorite ones. Um, yeah, very specific. Uh, I think one of them was called Prison Bully as well. Um, so they, they, yeah, they, they came up with a lot of things that can happen when you get drunk. I guess I've never turned into a pirate um, when I'm drinking, but yeah, I guess it's not how I am. I, I have never been drunk, but I hear tell that different drinks do actually sometimes have different effects on people. So, I don't know how true that is, but <laughs> you know, I guess <laughs> it's hell. And they do say that alcohol is different than uh, alcohol, as it is called in the game, in in yeah. some some respects. So, anyway, um, yeah, the 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 party that you're at turns out to be a sham, and you wake up in a bar in hell, which you will find there are a lot of bars in hell. Um, yep. And you are told to get down to the processing station for for new entries into hell. Um, yeah, so yep. you, you go do and that. You go do that, and uh, you, like, they, it starts to become apparent that they're making the joke of, uh, like, ki not every single person goes to hell, but, like, the vast majority of people go to hell for even, like, the most minor infractions. Like, people who, like, brag about getting a good parking space. And, you know, people who, I don't know. I'm trying to remember uh, what the what the one was at the very beginning that, that was, like, a super minor infraction that one of the other people um, committed. And I can't remember what it was. Then there's the other group of people who was like, oh, for the, the, the crime of robbing a bunch of liquor stores, um, you... And, and there was the really out-of-place like, joke. And they're like, but, 
And they're like, but we only rob Jewish liquor stores. That, <laughs> like, that was such a weird out of place joke. Like, well, the point the I point don't... is that they're you know they're felons and also racist, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it just I I don't know that came out that that they said that and I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> really? So, you know, the point is that, like, yeah, some of the people down there are, like, genuinely awful, but mm-hmm. also they're being conflated with, you know, like, people who, jaywalk, I don't know, probably. jaywalk or, like, drink almond milk or whatever, you know, like, yeah, there's uh, a lot of people are in there. I think it turns out your characters uh, are in there for, like, participating in commerce or something, like, just, uh, like, absurdly dumb and vague. Yeah. Yeah, they... Yeah, that one was pretty dumb when they finally got down to it, but I guess it doesn't necessarily matter. Um, yeah. There was also sort of the ongoing mystery of, like, how did we die? And uh, I think Apollyon is the one who finally tells you yeah. that you died in a car accident, and it's like, well, why was that such a big secret? Why did yeah. they, like, yeah. that was such a mystery? Um, they tease it, like, five times. Yeah, they do. There's several points where they're like, well, are you sure you want to know how you died? Mm-hmm. Yes. I would want to know how I died. And if I found out that it was a car accident, I'd be like, okay, well, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Um, so you go to processing, and it turns out that um, right before you are sentenced to your eternity of punishment, um, it's, it's the end of the working day in hell. Because demons follow very strict uh, office hours, uh, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, and during the off hours, everybody just kind of hangs out and drinks at the bars. Yep. The demons um, and the humans. And the demons and the humans. Um, so you basically get one free night to spend not getting tortured. Uh, I was very unclear on how the torturing works because it seems like there are, like, there's one zone where there are people who are just constantly hanging like from nooses from light poles mm-hmm. and that's just seems like that's just what they do forever but then there's lots and lots and lots of other humans who are just walking around yucking it up um so i don't fully understand what's going on there but you know not a lot of internal logic in this game i guess um which seems like a silly silly quibble to have but there you go yeah i mean um, it's it's not intended to be like it's a it's a humor game it's not intended to have a ton of like internal consistency and i'm okay with that to be honest yeah yeah like i, I know. don't have a big problem with it it just stood out to me uh as like a i don't know what's going on here kind of thing um, yeah yeah that's fair not really, a, not really a quibble i guess so much as it is just something that i noticed um yeah uh so you have the night to just kind of wander around you meet a cab driver who is kind of your primary like NPC companion throughout the game. She sh- sort of ferries you around throughout the various islands and gives you lots of useful information and backstory and things like that. Sam um, is Yes, Sam. Um, and she takes you to a bar at first in Izzard um, where she has... Called the Schoolyard she... Strangler. Yeah, the Schoolyard Strangler. You go to the Schoolyard Strangler several times throughout the game. Um, And she has, I don't know, some kind of errand to run there. Um, Yeah, 
but you go there and you 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 get your first real like this is the game this is what you're going to be doing here's drinks and beer pong yep yeah they um, uh they do a setup i think one of the first things as part of processing you do meet um your personal demon uh oh, yeah, yeah. sister mary wormhorn mm -hmm. um who is a character who like shows up periodically to just like she basically recaps the end of each episode little mini episode within the game um and just shows up to like try and nitpick at your insecurities and the first one they do actually uh tutorial you on how the like beer pong mechanic is going to work by having you like try to shoot a basketball yeah that's true i forgot about that um so that's that that was one like really i guess kind of hit or miss aspect of the game was how they handle tutorials because there were a couple ones that i thought were like brilliantly subtle and well handled and then there's a couple where they just don't give you a tutorial and they drop you directly into the thing and you have to just do it and mm -hmm. like that felt like really jarring so yeah. i don't know Drinking against Polly was painful. I, yeah. I, I did not get, like, I did not figure out the mechanics of that game before it was over. <laughs> I figured it out eventually, and I, I was maybe, like, two shot glasses behind her by the time I figured it out. Um, yeah. But here's the good thing. I don't think there's a single point where it actually matters whether or not you win or lose the drinking game. Like, you'll get different dialogue, I'm sure, but I th I'm pretty sure I lost every single drinking game. Um, and even at the even at the end. When oh, they, I didn't. Uh... I didn't. W the one against Satan. Yeah. I actually refused to drinking game against him. Yeah, same. I but yeah. I the thing is I refused. So I the the weird thing is. I beat Satan at beer pong somehow miraculously. It was the only yeah. time I was ever successful at beer pong, but I beat Satan at beer pong. But then I found out that the second game was the fucking cup stacking game that I didn't know how to play. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to go the not play route because if I try and play, I'm going to lose. So. Yeah, I, um, I wonder what would have happened if I had actually done the drinking game against him. But I I did not get that ending yeah. uh, either. So, Carl, did you outdrink Satan or not? Did not. Okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> None of us know what the other ending was. And we'll that's never okay. know. <laughs> I I had considered doing a second playthrough because there's a lot of situations in the game where it's like you can do this or that. Um, ba basically every like situation that you're in has more or less like two ways you can go about completing it yep and usually one um, character wants you to go do one thing and the other character kind of wants to do the other thing and uh at the end of the game they actually judge you based on like who you picked more often yeah um which i was not expecting but yeah no I, that was kind of like a cool surprise I yeah thought, i'm like oh i didn't realize that the game had been tracking this as a way of like figuring out which character I liked better, which it absolutely was correct. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I do agree with uh, with Lola way more often than Milo. So yeah, yeah, because Milo's an asshole. <laughs> well, yeah, Milo's not an asshole. He's just like insecure to the point of being like 
of it being like socially like really uh uncomfortable to be around. Yeah. Okay, I'm think... I'm gonna say this. I think Milo is a badly written character. Yeah. Hot take. I mean I I could see that argument. It's uh I think yeah. I mean I think they're both kind of parodies again. It yeah, I was gonna say he's to... sort of a he's sort of a stereotype of a certain type of nerd. Yeah, yeah. but I think Lolo's doesn't come through as much through dialogue. Just like certain specific dialogue where they like try to do like a, an over the top version of her. Mm-hmm. But in general, dialogue, I don't feel it as much. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. um, and there are also, like, times when both of the characters, I felt like, said or did things that felt, like, wildly out of character for them. Um, maybe it was actually mostly just, like, some of the drink options. I felt like Lola's, the things Lola said when she was drunk felt like vastly different than the sober things she said in a way that wasn't quite true for Milo. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I I did not like the drink mechanic because all the answer was like they tended to be really stupid. Yeah, so I was I was kind of wondering about this. Like, is it possible to just is there a difference between playing the game? and using the drinking mechanic and just playing the game completely sober. Um, because I thought the, like the, the mechanic was cool and interesting and I liked seeing what some of the other dialogue options were. And sometimes I went for them, but it always seemed like there was also a sober option that would accomplish more or less the same thing. My suspicion is that it does not matter. Yeah. <laughs> My suspicion is maybe for us humans. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, there, yeah. there probably is something but there. There is also no reason not to drink during a dialogue, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you never get punished for drinking during a dialogue, because you don't have to choose the drinking uh, dialogue option. You can still choose the sober options. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you ferry Sam around the first task, or Sam ferries you around, rather. Uh, she's the, she's a, uh, she says she used to be, like, a ferryman, um, you know, river stick style, but now they've upgraded to cab drivers. Um, so first thing you have to do is actually get into the party, uh, which means you have to find an invite because there's a super, super long line. Uh, and you have a choice of either helping a demon hunt down someone or helping a human woman get a drink, which ends up being like helping. She's like a rock star and you have to help her. Uh, get a replacement for the concert that she's doing tonight so she can actually go to Satan's party. Um, I don't know. I picked the, the rock star option. So did I. So did I. Oh, dang. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm curious what happens with the, uh, the demon option, but... I really should have done that second playthrough. I just wasn't yeah. feeling it. Oh, well. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it, it, it ends up being I, a... I suspect this is going to be a running theme because I think, like... Lola is definitely the more reasonable person, and it just seems like I pretty much always just went along with what she wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's choice one. 
Um, then you get into the party. And Satan seems like actually a fairly reasonable dude, all things considered. Like, he's kind of chill. Yeah. Um, like, you know, he wants everybody to have a good time. He doesn't want anybody to feel, like, pressured or intimidated at the party. You know, I don't know. Um, he's also, like, twice as tall as everyone else. Uh, so he says that, like, you can drink with him if you go and get two seals of approval from his, like, fallen siblings. Uh, so then you have... Uh, let's see. There's there's two missions you go on. One of them is uh, helping Asmodeus um, get, uh, or he's like at a at a like club rave thing that he runs, um, and you have to have a dance off with him. Uh, and then the other one is uh, Apollyon, and she's like a lawyer, and you have to stand in and do a court case. Uh, for her, and she wants you to throw the case and, like, lose your defense. Um, so the the choice on hers is to, like, win or lose the case, uh, and the choice for uh, Asmodeus is you can either um, you can either just do the dance contest uh, or you can get him back together with his ex-wife, which involves throwing the dance contest, so he looks more impressive. Oh, that's how you do that. I won the dance contest because that rhythm... The rhythm game that you have to do is so freaking easy. Um, one of, yeah, I, it's one of the only minigames I felt truly successful at. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been harder probably to throw it than it would have been to win it. Um, okay, I didn't realize that was how you won that. Or that was how you got the got him back together with his ex-wife. Well, you have to you have to first get her to the party, so you have to like Ooh. leave the you have to leave the club. You have to go find her. You have to like uh, convince her that she does want to get to maybe get back together with her ex um, by like playing their old song on the radio, uh, which you have to learn by talking to her friends. It's like a whole sequence of things, but you can uh, eventually you can get her to come back with you to the club. Uh, and then he sees her at the dance contest, and he's like, "Holy shit, my ex is here! Like, will you throw this for me? I'll, I'll like sign your whatever. Like, just please, like, help uh, me look good in front of her." Oh yeah, I didn't do, I didn't do any of that. I just won the dance contest, and he got the thing. Okay. Wait, what happens if you lose the dance competition without throwing it? Uh, I, I don't have know. no idea. Can you fail in this game? I, I wonder it. if you can. You must not be able to. Like, I feel like even if you failed it that one time, they would let you just keep trying. Um, because there was, like, never any instance where whatever I did resulted in me not proceeding uh, or progressing in the game. So there, they, there has to be some, like, way around it where they're just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe he, maybe he just, like, feels sorry for you and signs it anyway. Where he's like, well, you know, you participated in the dance-off and that's all I wanted and so mm -hmm. here's your seal or whatever would be my guess, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's his. And then, yeah, for Apollyon, it's... Um, and I, yeah, same as Polly, I guess. Yeah, because you don't have to beat her at the drinking contest. She gives you her seal anyway. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I did end up throwing the court case 
which was probably like the air quotes bad thing to do, but oh, it does have it does ha it has actually interesting implications further on down the line that are kind of unexpected. Okay. But I'll yeah, get into I'm that super, later. I'm super curious about that because I did win the court case. Yeah. I so. was playing it late at night and I was like tired and I wanted to get through this sequence and go to bed. Um, so I just picked the easy option, which was throwing the court case. Um yeah. so yeah, yeah how too. does it go if you <laughs> how does it go if you don't throw the court case? Then? Uh she's like she's like pissed at you because she's like, listen, we needed that guy here. He's really important to our plans for later at, in at this evening, and it's going to be much harder without him. But we'll figure something out. And like, even though I'm really mad at you right now, like I know I'm going to respect your integrity tomorrow. So, like, I'll just give you the seal. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. You do spend a lot of time being like I feel really bad about what we just did and she's and she basically has the same spiel but from the other direction like look I know it doesn't feel great but it's really important what you just did um and you'll understand later and yeah. you do understand later um I can say what it is now or I can say what it yeah, is Yeah you might as well up. say it now Um so what it is is uh later on when you get into the intervention scene it turns out that the guy that you were sentencing was one of the like leading mediation experts and they had brought him on to, like, facilitate the intervention, um, which... Does it actually make any difference to have him there? No. He starts <laughs> out, but then Satan snaps his fingers and he catches on fire and runs away. Um, oh. So it doesn't matter. You know but... what? I feel good about sending him to heaven then. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. I mean, in the end, it, it is the better choice. But it does make sense. At least you find out why they wanted him there. Yeah. Um, so that's that. His his story is kind of hilarious because he's like clearly this like very sweet dude. Like he when you first meet him, he's like, Hey, would you mind like fixing my hair for me? Because I don't want to go into court looking schlubby because I I feel like my mom would be embarrassed, you know. Yeah. That I look like this. And yeah. uh and it turns out he was like framed by a warlock who was trying to get revenge. You just can't trust those warlocks. Yeah. Uh, uh who he who's like cat sitting for him, I guess. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, uh yeah, so, so at that point, yeah, you've got the two seals, you need two out of three. Um, so you go back to Satan's. Well you house. need two out you need two out of four, technically. But, um, like, one of them is quote-unquote on vacation, so is not an option. Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah, so you've got the two that you need. You go back to Satan, and he pulls the old switcheroo on you and says, Oh, well, I told you, 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 like, the drinking game rules are kind of, like, sacrosanct, and you need a team of, you need a team of people to, to be on your side when you do the drinking game, so then you have to go round up your team. Um, before that... Um, Sister Mary Wormhorn, you know, throughout the game has been sort of poking and prodding at all of your insecurities and trying to, uh, you know, uh, cause the disintegration of your friendship, um, you know, between the two characters. And she finally succeeds um, right before you get back to Satan's house by revealing some things in the past that Lola and Milo had both done uh, that the other was pissed off about but didn't know that it was the other person who had done it 
Um, yeah. This is like, hey, did you know this person actually did like a really shitty thing to you and didn't say mm-hmm. anything? Um and so yeah, and it it like it works <laughs> at least for a bit. Yeah. Um so at this point, whoever they do they then tally up, you know, whose decisions you went off of primarily throughout the game. Um the other character who you didn't choose um kind of storms off and is pissed. And you then talk to Satan and they say, oh, well, you need a team. So then you have to go patch things up um, and sort of, you know, assemble your team. Yep. And your team can be composed of anyone that you've had like a good relationship with over the course of the night. So people you've become friends with. Mm -hmm. Um, So my team ended up being Sam, the cab driver, and uh, Asmodeus. Because I figured they'd be the two heaviest drinkers. I could have also done, I'm pretty sure, I didn't actually cycle through all the options, but I'm pretty sure I could have also done um, whatever the name of that singer is, the like yep. rock star person, or the band that we got to sub in for her, <laughs> I think would have also joined. Yeah, there's um, there's also, if you throw the case for Apollyon, she becomes an option. Um, and I, I actually tried to cycle through all of them, and what happens if you cycle through everyone without picking someone is you get this random drunk demon from the beginning of the game just by default because you don't pick anyone else, um, which is kind of funny. And that's who I ended up with was, uh, you know, Sam, Milo, and Lola, and the, the random drunk demon. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I got... it's pretty great. Yeah, I got Sam and Polly. Yeah, it's pretty funny with the random drunk demon because he just like has no clue what's going on, and everyone's like, "Who invited this guy? Why is he here?" Um, so, is he, I don't... Good, is he good at beer pong? Uh he did. He sunk a couple. He sunk at least one in beer pong, which is fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I lost at beer pong anyway because I was really bad at the beer pong mini game. Um, but I. I didn't... I didn't lose completely. I think I had one cup left on their side. So, yeah, I won by one cup. So yeah. it was close, but I was like, by the last one, I was like sitting there and like tracing the arc with my finger. Like, okay, this is where it starts. So, like, this is where the the zenith would be, and it'll land right more or less here. And um, I I think I got three of them myself and one of them one of my NPCs got. One of them I got on a bounce. Like, I missed, but it bounced backwards into one of the other cups. Oh, nice. Which I'm like, oh, phew. That's good. Yeah. I guess I didn't know it would let you do it on a bounce. That's good, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so you get your, you assemble your team, you come back to confront Lucifer. Uh, he still doesn't want to do it. He's like, you know, fuck this, like, you, these people don't count as your friends because nobody has any real friends. Like, he gets very sort of snippy. Um, I guess before that, like, you talk to Sam and she gives you the third seal because she reveals that she's actually one of Satan's siblings as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which, it was c- pretty clearly obvious there was going to be a third seal because there's a very clear space for a third seal on the, on the scroll. Yeah. Um... But, like, um, but that was that was fun. So yeah, she gives you her whole tragic backstory. Basically, she was one of the siblings, um, and she didn't she didn't want to basically take a side when when Lucifer was rebelling against God and the forces of heaven. 
Um, so in not taking a side, she was punished for her ambivalence uh, and sent to hell. And she even she said she even built a church, and you meet her in front of like the sunken remains of the church. She built a church for any like lost souls in hell who still wanted to commune with God. Uh, and then Satan knocked it over and sentenced her to eternity of being a cab driver, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, kind of a rocky relationship, but they all sort of have a rocky relationship. What are you gonna do? Yeah, um, it's hell. They're they're the hell. fallen angels. Yeah. Um. They also all have, like, except for, I think, Lucifer, they all have, like, little uh, stubs on their back shoulders where they used to have wings, which I think was uh, an mm -hmm. interesting touch. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so you get there, Satan refuses to do the drinking contest until the intervention starts, and then he wants to do the drinking contest so he doesn't have to deal with the intervention. Yeah. Um, and so you play him at beer pong... And then they try and, like, uh, push the intervention a little harder. Um, and so he, like, takes the two of you and himself into, like, a pocket dimension to finish the drinking game. At which point you're given the option to either continue playing the drinking game against him, which is, that part is the cup stacking uh, drinking minigame. Um, which, again, I never figured out the mechanics for. Uh, and then... Uh, you have the so you have the choice to play that or to just refuse to participate and let him uh, or you know like try and convince him that like he really needs to listen to his friends and they care about him and like that's more important right now, mm -hmm. which it sounds like that's what we all went for. Yeah, and in yeah. the end he is convinced. Um, and sort of rehab. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, he he has this whole big spiel about how like you've got your one chance to to you know break out of the the cycle of predestination, which is the only thing that he's ever wanted to do except he can't because he's you know still part of the the plan, blah blah blah. Um and then he eventually is kind of impressed when you when you continue to refuse. Uh basically he says that uh what does he say? He says like this is suicide. It's a sin against God and man. Um, like, I can't believe you're choosing this. Like, mm -hmm. he finally kind of comes around and is like, wow, what a what a badass move. Um, and then you say, you know, this if we beat you in a drinking game, it wouldn't be winning. It would just be taking advantage of a of a the person Bad who's person. basically ill and yeah. needs help. And so he finally kind of comes around and, yeah, snaps you back into his uh, his mansion at the top of the hill and agrees to go to rehab temporarily, yep. at least on a provisional yeah. basis. Um, yeah, there's a uh, there's an epilogue section where like you're chatting with like you've clearly become good buddies with everybody in hell, and uh, it turns out like Lola is gonna be the first human like defender at the hell court. Mm -hmm. And but also it's been three months and Satan has fallen off the wagon. Yeah. Um, so you know, they kind were, of they extending. Were... They were, I mean, they were optimistic about it, though. It's like, well, yeah. you know, everybody falls off the wagon. It's hard to get sober, and he's got a support system now, and he seems like he really wants it. And yeah. things are better in hell now anyway, since he's been, you know, less of a less of an alcoholic. Yeah, um, like, people are still being tortured, and apparently still going to hell for very minor infractions. But, you know, the tortures are more thematic with regards yeah. to, their, to their crimes. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's just what you want from hell. Um, and then, and then well, Sam like drives her 
car through the wall and says, look, I found another way to do this. Um, that basically, like, alludes to, we're gonna do another game. It's all <laughs> just, like, meta jokes about, like, look, you can run, and maybe you might be even able to jump, and, uh, you know... You'll have the thermos, so. maybe, where you can yeah, just carry you might your be drinks able to around? Yeah, the thermos. Yeah. <laughs> um... And she's like, look, we gotta do this now if you wanna go. And they say, yeah, screw it, this place sucks. And that's the end of the game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, which, like, as endings go, it feels kind of like a little bit of a letdown, almost. Like, it's not terrible, but it's, it's like a little anticlimactic after that encounter with, uh, with Satan. But I, I kind of have to feel like going back to Earth would probably have felt similar. Yeah. Because, like, the whole thing that one of the, like, major um, pieces of tension between the two characters throughout the game is that uh, they've been, like, basically childhood friends ever since they were tiny, like, you know, it's all they can remember kind of thing. And, uh, but now that they've graduated college, uh, Lola is going to be, like, moving, like, across the country uh, to do... I forget what she's doing. Um, go to law school, maybe, or something. And Milo is staying in town to, like, help out his family's business. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like they're kind of, like, they both kind of resent each other a little bit for, like, this, the upcoming separation. But they also, like, don't want to begrudge each other their decisions. And at a, even, you know, at the part where the party is split temporarily... Uh, like, I got a bit of dialogue that's like, you know, I feel like we we don't have anything in common. Like, we're just friends by circumstance, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, I, I feel like that's a lot of childhood friendships. Yeah, um, especially in small towns. Especially in small towns, definitely. Um, and I don't know, I thought it was nice that they were able to acknowledge that, but still be friends. Yeah. Um, you know, that's because I don't I feel like. Yeah, being friends by circumstance is a, a different kind of thing, but it doesn't. I mean, you're not friends. Doesn't diminish the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I guess the the big thing that was disappointing to me, um, which is why I didn't do a second playthrough, was that I was hoping that it would be something like Oxenfree, where things are different. Um. Are they not? There is a there's definitely a dialogue that Sam says in the first playthrough which is like, "Hey, let's save this conversation for later playthroughs or something that's, like that." That's why I was hoping for it, but I played I played a a pretty decent chunk of, you know, the the second like of a second playthrough and it was just nothing. It just gives you the opportunity to um to, you know, go through to the other options and I I wasn't sure, so I looked it up and it said that there was not, you know, a Oh. A, you know, whatever. Yeah, New Game Plus. Um, that's so that's why. Me. That's why I was like, yeah. "Oh, I don't want to do this." Because um, they so heavily, they heavily alluded to there being I, a New Game Plus. Yeah, they yeah, do. They keep and... mentioning it. Yeah. Um, that's weird that there isn't. That's disappointing. Yeah, and maybe I mean maybe there is, and I just didn't get far enough. But I I did look it up because I wanted to be sure before I actually quit, and it said there wasn't a New Game Plus like anything. So. Oh. Boo. Yeah, I know. Bummer. So, yeah. I think I've figured out what I dislike about this game. 
I I I like this game, but compared to Oxenfree, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's a humor game. I don't like fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to remember if how you felt about West of Loathing. West of Loathing, okay. like you came West around. West of Loathing too, was right? fun. <laughs> but you don't like fun. Stop questioning me. <laughs> no, I get it. West of Loathing actually had like gameplay. Yeah, it had mechanics. And also, also, West of Loathing like has a very specific type of humor that it like really commits to, and the whole game is just about that humor. Like it is a humor game. This is a game that like has some snarky, sarcastic jokes in it, but, like, is also trying to be a character piece a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. And it's... Sometimes they work okay together, and sometimes they kind of feel at odds from each other. Yeah, and I think... A little shakier. I think part of it also was that, like... I don't know. I, I feel like such an old person, like, old man yells at Cloud saying this, but... Like, a lot of the, the snark and just, like, like a lot of swearing, it just felt like it was being crude for the sake of being crude. And, like, look, I swear like a sailor, um, so I'm not one to talk, but I don't, it just, it didn't feel organic in this, and it, a lot of times the humor was just kind of mean, um, whereas, yeah. you know, West of Loathing, like... West of Loathing is probably the least mean humor I've ever seen because yep. it's just it's just it's absurdity. Silly. It's just absurdity. Yeah, exactly. Um so, yeah. So I think also the humor in some ways kind of undermined the character piece thing cuz like one of the cool things about Oxenfree is that you have these characters and you kind of get to know them through the game because they're put in this, um, like, horrible, like, extenuated, not extenuating circumstances, but, like, very, uh, you know, horrifying circumstances, right? Like, they're put under a lot of pressure, and you get to kind of see how each character reacts individually to that pressure, and that tells you a lot about them. Mm -hmm. Um and you could have done something like that in this game because the characters are put in a really strenuous situation where there's like a lot of decisions they have to make but i don't know none of those decisions really tell you that much about the characters because everything is so like laid back and snarky that it doesn't feel like they make different decisions than they would make if they were just like going about their day to day yeah yeah, I I agree with that completely. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like trying to do two things at the same time and not fully committing to either of them really hurt hurt the narrative and the writing overall. Yeah, and it's not it's not like horrible or anything. I I enjoyed playing it, and uh, I thought you know the voice acting was fun, and some some of the character moments were like. Or, you know, and, and the humor were genuine, genuinely entertaining. But it didn't, like, kind of connect to me and get under my skin in quite the same way that, uh, that Oxenfree did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I had played Oxenfree, like, all the way through all, whatever, I think three times you have to play it 
um, like years ago, and then I did the same thing again uh, when we played it for the podcast. Um, like no problem. I was just like I was in it, and it wasn't. It didn't feel like a chore. But starting up, trying to start a second playthrough, like felt like a chore for me with this, with this yeah. game in particular. Um, so. Yeah, and I'm like curious about what those other routes are, like the things I didn't do, but not that curious. And since it seems like it doesn't actually have that huge an effect on <laughs> the flow of the game, I'm, you know, I, that makes me even less inclined to. Yeah. To yeah, absolutely. Um, side side note: Are we are we gonna play the new Oxen Free game <laughs> when it comes out? I don't know when it's. I am. Out. Uh, yeah, I was. I I definitely like you know want to check it out if nothing else. Okay. I guess whether we play it for the podcast or on our own might depend on like how long it is. That's true. That's a good point. Um, um but if it's not, you know, like this one was fairly short. So if it's yeah. not longer than this, we absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you're really hyped for it. I am. I'm excited as well. Yeah, I'm really curious where they're going to go with it, because it was sort of a very, well, I don't know. It was a very self-contained piece, but it also had a, left a lot of, like, unresolved threads in a way mm -hmm. that you could spin off into something interesting. So, yeah, I'm curious where they'll they'll go with that. Yeah. Um, before we finish up on After Party, though, I want to talk about the tutorials a little bit. Yes. Um, because... Some tutorials were like really interesting, like in the beginning, uh, when they they teach you how to drink, like the characters kind of diegetically, <laughs> like they in an almost fourth wall breaking sort of way, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you should like definitely have a drink. It really gives you like more things you can say in conversation. You know, it lowers your inhibitions. So like maybe something you wouldn't otherwise have said you know, you'll be able to say now, and, uh, you know, if uh, different drinks will, like, make you feel different ways, so maybe you'll say different things. So, like, they explain it in a way that they're, like, clearly giving a tutorial, but it's also technically diegetic, which I found kind of quite funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then, with most of the minigames, they, they throw up a, like, visual image of the control scheme that lasts for just a, a few seconds and then fades out and if you didn't figure it out in those few seconds you're just screwed mm -hmm. trial and error baby yep because like the basketball one again good tutorial they teach you like they have you throw a basketball you're given like unlimited time to do so they kind of show you what the mechanic is but then the the dancing game and the cup stacking game it's just like, got it? Good, go. And it's like, no, I don't. What? It took me like two rounds to get the first dance off uh, thing because I was trying to use WASDA because I didn't realize you had to use the arrow keys. Um, oh, yeah, I played it on controller. So it's just face buttons, which is I, I, it's a little easier if you're just doing face buttons. Definitely. Yeah. And so I, I'm a little. My mouse. Yeah, I, and I did uh, like so I did the first two I failed because the first two rounds I failed, because I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then I started pressing it with my mouse, and I'm like, this is this will work, but it's a little slow. And then I was thinking about it, I'm like, wait, did the tutorial have pictures of the arrow keys? Let me try the arrow keys. And then the arrow keys worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But like by that point, I, you know, the tutorial wasn't on screen anymore. Uh, and I'm a little, I'm a little miffed that I didn't get the achievement for getting like every round in the in in one of the dance offs because I could have, and I didn't because the tutorial went by too fast. Yeah, that's fair. And it's weird to me that they would have such good tutorials for the drinking and the basketball or and the beer pong, and such bad tutorials for the other two mini games, like. Yeah. What gives? Yeah, the cup stacking doesn't have a tutorial at all, unless there's like a, 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 a an optional thing that we all missed. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it the the controls do appear on screen in pink, but it's like unclear which. It just shows you like what controls are part of the game. It doesn't actually show you which controls do what, mm -hmm. and like or what the goal of the game even is, which is apparently to stack up the cups, and so like. Yeah, I don't know how you're supposed to get that one. I mean, maybe you're not. Maybe the point is that, like, oh, Polly is just so much better than you. Or maybe there's an optional tutorial that you, like, you know, uh, um, because with the dancing one, uh, Asmodeus is not the first time you have a dance competition. If you go uh, do the, you know, routine with the human, um, get the human a drink, and you do the sort of rock star thing, there's a there's a little mini section where you have to do the dancing minigame in the basement. And so you've already done the dancing minigame once by the time by the time you it comes up to do it as a as like one of the major drinking games. So mm -hmm. maybe the cup stacking one also has that like on the other route, uh, and we just all missed it. That seems so unlikely that all of us would have missed it though. Well, so, all of us did make that that particular choice in that first level, right? Where we chose to go with true. the woman and not the demon chasing someone. So, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, but even so, if, if that's the case, then it becomes a uh, you have been you've received a tutorial for one of the two games you will definitely have to play both of. Up to you. Like which one you want a tutorial for? One of them actually uh, affects the end game, and the other doesn't. Like, there's no, there's no way, because that would be an active decision to do that, and there's no way someone would make an active decision to only tutorialize one of two things. Yeah, right. I feel like that. That's it. It seems really unlikely. So I don't know. Um, I was really, really hoping that when I hit the end of the game and you have to actually outdrink Satan, that um. He would give me a choice of all of the mini games I had played so far. I was hoping it'd be like, okay, there's one round of try to outdrink Satan, and he, or well, because sometimes they phrase it as out party Satan rather than mm. outdrink. So I'm like, I wonder if I'll get there, and they'll be like, okay, we can either play beer pong or do cup stacking or have a dance off, and then you would pick like whichever one of the mini games you'd f like felt most comfortable with. Uh, over the course of the game, or felt like you were best at. Um, if the game wanted to be, happened. yeah, if the game wanted to be a real asshole, what it would do is have several instances of each mini game and uh, automatically pick the one you did the worst at. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess like it is. It is annoying that things were not tutorialized consistently, but at the end of the day. There's um, no consequence. It doesn't matter because there, yeah, there's no consequences. You can lose and it doesn't matter. I mean, maybe it matters if you lose 
the final the final drink off with Satan if you actually choose to drink against him, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. Yeah. And especially because, like, what would have happened if I had lost, if I had played that and lost it when I already won the beer pong? So I won one out of two games. Like, is there a tiebreaker? Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I can probably look this up on a wiki. But True. Let's see. After party wiki endings. Um, after party endings. Let's see uh, if it says. Uh, the first challenge is Blood Pong. Regardless of if you win or lose the first challenge, Apollyon will continue to interfere until Satan becomes fed up and takes you away to the Abyss. Beat him in the shot stacking game to go back home. Satan gives you multiple attempts to win. If you forfeit the game, uh, the, the match, you remain in hell. So maybe he just keeps uh, letting you play. I guess. Until, yeah. Uh, if you if you beat Satan in the shot stacking game, he keeps his promise to send you back to Earth. Your teammates also join you in going back to Earth, regardless if they're human or demon. Okay. <laughs> that might have been interesting to see. I am sort of curious what uh, Asmodeus and Sam <laughs> would have uh, done with being on Earth. Yeah, you know, now that I know that that's, that's one of the endings, I might just play through it at some point just to see how that pans out. Because that sounds funny. Yeah. And that's this is a very like bare bones guide, so that's all it says. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's it's got some moments. If you like kind of like snarky, dark humor, then I think it's you know it's a fun play. Uh, it's just it's hard. Because it's the the temptation is comp to compare it to Oxenfree, and Oxenfree is the better game. So, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, art style also somewhat similar to <clears throat> to Oxenfree. Maybe like I I don't know. They're not using quite the same filters. I think it's a little uglier than Oxenfree. They use three D characters. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, were there not? Were there not three D characters were, in Oxenfree? I feel like they were three D characters in Oxenfree, just way, way more zoomed out and less detailed. Yeah. Wait. Um, oh yeah. They probably are. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. are. Um, Which kind of helps, but like the backgrounds in Oxenfree are like way more yeah, and sort of mm -hmm. uh, like stylized, whereas they're Back just the backgrounds, backgrounds are two D. Yeah, the backgrounds are two D. Yeah. And the backgrounds in After Party are, like, 3D models, I think, yeah? Uh, I think, no, I think it's 2D, but they put a lot of parallax on it. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. There, there, is, there is some stuff, like, I think the streetscapes are 2D. I think there are some 3D background yeah. elements. Yeah, um, like the tables, tables and chairs and certain stuff that you interact with, I think, are, are 3D like, and then... Yeah, I want to say, yeah, like, like, interior, like, yeah, like, some of the interiors and some of the environments are 3d but then there's 2d elements um like especially a lot of times like in the bars like a lot of the furniture i think is 2d and so it's it's a mix um way more saturated color palette yeah and, sure. and just less less stylized generally which i think is kind of a come down from uh oxenfree's art style yeah uh i, I think it's I so that their party looked really cool 
Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's not a terrible aesthetic, but it's, it, uh, I would say it survives more on its color palette mm -hmm. uh, than anything else, whereas, like, uh, the backgrounds in Oxenfree were kind of, like, a cool separate visual style. Um, you know, you know, it has that aesthetic of, like, a sort of grungy bar town that, uh, it's not the worst. There's some there's some cool looking environments and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um there I did have some trouble with the animations occasionally where like uh there was like at least one time when one of my characters got stuck trying to follow me and like got left behind and had to uh get artificially caught up. Yeah, I had a um, number of things that were similar to that but go on yeah things where like people seemed like they were this standing in the wrong spot based on where the interaction prompt for talking to them was like little yeah. things like that yeah i yeah, had I... one oh go ahead i had a character wasn't able to go into an elevator which mm -hmm. uh, caused me to get stuck and had to oh, re God. like reload mm. And probably redo a bunch of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. But I... There's no. It wasn't too much, so it's not too bad. Yeah, they, it, it auto saves somewhat regularly. So, okay. I had one instance where at the very beginning, when you're trying to get upstairs to the VIP part of the party, um, I somehow got stuck behind the demon guarding the door, but because I hadn't like gone through the steps to actually get to go upstairs it wouldn't let me do the transition into the upstairs part of the mm. room so i was i got stuck and i couldn't get out so i had to reload there um and the other big thing i i remember was um at the end when you refuse to drink against satan and he's like standing on the table sort of proclaiming at you um he kept like clipping down into the table and having like the, the model had to like reset position um, on top of the table, so he was just kind of bopping around. Um, yeah, not that like constantly. To, that did I, happen to me at least once, where he it looked like he did a like sudden crouch and then stood up again. Yeah, um, yeah, just lots of weird little, little things. Nothing huge, except for getting stuck. Um, yeah, Oxen Free uh, definitely had those as well, um, and they, but they. When they happened in, I feel like they happened less often in Oxenfree, but when they happened, they were usually worse because they like required you to reset. I don't remember anything like that happening to me in Oxenfree, though. Maybe it did. I I don't remember. Definitely, there was definitely one that happened in Shanbo's playthrough, okay. where like a um they they were in the like the cave that you go into in the opening part, like when you are uh, analyzing the anomaly, and one of the characters got like stuck on the wall trying to follow. Uh, the main character, uh, and he had to like reset to the beginning of that sequence. Oh the no! Sequence, yeah. Yeah, so maybe less consistent, but more annoying. Yeah. Uh, problems with oxen free. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, this one seems like they they built in a lot more stuff to like check if something had gone wrong and try and fix it. <laughs> Which you know means you notice when something goes wrong because you're like, oh that. Like something weird happened there, right? But it yeah. does fix it, so 
Um, I didn't get my character unable to go on an elevator, but I did at one point have a character ride down an elevator on the outside of the door <laughs> instead of inside the elevator. So. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, music? Music is usually a thing that we cover in the, like, towards the end here. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I don't have any it's strong like, feelings about it. Like, Oxenfree, it's mostly, like, ambience, but After Party has a bit more tunes to it. Yeah, because it mostly takes place in, like, clubs and bars, so you get the sort of ambient music that you would have in clubs and bars. You also, if you do the uh, storyline with the rock and roll woman, you get to listen to the band downstairs, and you can listen to their horror, their whole, like, really awful rap that they do. Yeah. But yeah, generally just kind of like ambient, not EDM, but like, yeah, club music, kind of low key in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I also don't have much to say about the soundtrack. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we talked about it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not a terrible game. I feel like overall I didn't enjoy it that much, but I did get through it. Um, I think yeah. I think you maybe both enjoyed it a little more than I did. Um, well, maybe. I, I mean, I did feel like at a certain point it felt, I think I did it over three sessions and coming back after the first session felt like, ugh, I guess I, you know, I need to keep playing this because I've got to do it for the podcast. But coming back over this after the second session, I'm like, I was looking forward to it. I'm like, oh, like I'm close to the ending now. Like I'm, I'm really curious, yeah. like where we're gonna go from here. So, um, I would say like the, the ending is a little bit better than most of the game that leads up to it, but it's a little bit like too little, too late. Um. I don't know. Yeah. Like like we said, not a bad game by any stretch. Like fun, occasionally amusing, um interesting idea, but but also there's oxen free and if you're going to play one of them, just play oxen free. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Um all right. I guess we can talk about the next game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the next game next? we are going to play is um, The Forgotten City, which was uh, developed by Modern Storyteller, published by Dear Villagers. Um, I didn't know this until right before we started recording, but based on a Skyrim mod, or like a complete, you know, ground up um, remake of a Skyrim mod that yep. had been done, uh, let's see. The last update, I'm, I've am i got Nexus mods open. The last update of the mod was 2017. Uh, yeah, so I guess the, the mod was, like, really very popular um, and sort of was telling it, kind of trying to tell its own little story that was only very tangentially related to anything to do with Skyrim. Um, yeah. So, you know, it was popular enough that the devs, like, stepped back and took some time to just take it out and make it its own game and like add some new content to it. And I think they like elaborated on the ending or something like that. Um, so yeah, now it's its own thing. 
I'm really curious. I'm, I'm um, just looking at the next mod page. It says, The Forgotten City is the first mod in history to win a National Writers Guild Award with its script. So maybe, I mean, maybe I also have to play the mod just for the sake of playing the mod. Um, I did start playing the game, and I enjoyed what I played so far, so I'm looking forward to getting further into it. Yeah, um, I, I'm. what got me really excited is that I watched a Jacob Geller video about it. Okay, yeah. Um, and Jacob Geller has a way of, like, getting you very excited about games. Like, he got me very excited about Naissance after mm. I had played Naissance and knew I didn't want to keep, pl like, playing yeah. Naissance again. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and and it, it is a time loop game, which uh, friends of the pod will know that we are fans of time loop games. We are con therefore contractually obligated to play it. Yeah, basically. Um, should be should be a joy to play so yeah um modern modern storyteller um the I, i'm just looking at the thing and i'm like reading words that i'm saying modern storyteller play the forgotten city um it's on steam i think it's on game yeah it's still on game pass right now if you have game pass um you can get it on there as well nice so yeah that's that's what's up um yeah, I guess we can do plugs now. Um, if yeah, you want we'll, to we'll play that in probably two weeks, although it is like a ten-hour game, so it might take us three. We'll see. Yeah, um, I at least I have like also finagled my schedule because I know I wasn't going to be able to pod next week. So mm -hmm. the week after I'm open though, so I at least will be available. Um, okay. So <laughs> there's that. Um, regardless of whether or not we need more time. Um, yeah. So. If you want to uh, follow the pod on Twitter, you can do that. It's at Feedback Force. And if you want to uh, follow me on Twitter, I don't know why, but you can do that. It's uh, at Kelso Time Bomb. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Kyla underscore Go, uh, or my video game that I made on Twitter at Wintermore TC. Uh, you can also follow my Instagram, Kyla Gorman Fury. Uh, if you want to see all the gecko pictures, because that's where I'm gathering together the gecko pictures. Yeah, and you can follow me at Twitter at Skog3. Nice. Yeah, we did it. Congratulations. We've done a podcast. Um, thanks Yay. for listening, everybody. And we will thanks be back joining us. in maybe two, maybe three weeks. We'll see. We'll see you when we get there, you know? That's how it is. Anyway. Life's, a, life's a journey. Life's a journey. Absolutely. Um, hopefully you will be here next time we do an episode. But until then, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.